0: the adorable boy podcast is back we are so happy to see you on this beautiful edition of the adorable boy podcast we have so much for you today it may be illegal i don't know you know we're the voice of a generation people always trying to take us down and who knows maybe one day they'll come for the podcasters the true podcasters not the cow towers and when they do it will only be the true podcasters who are still podcasting, and you can bet your bippy the adorable boys will be right there, podcasting for freedom. We have a wonderful show planned for you today. We got the podcast war, which we're we'll changing a little bit. I'll discuss, I'll discuss it later. Don't worry. I know me saying that put some worry into your minds, but don't worry. I'm going to explain it. The spirit is still the same, and let's just say we're gonna, it's going to be more focused towards one individual. And I'll just leave it at that. One individual podcast. All right, we're talking about the vaccine, the COVID vaccine. It's been in the news lately, a whole bunch of stuff coming out. And we're going to give you reasons why you should get it. And we're going to do that. And the crazy crew is going to be back. Some of them, a whole bunch of members who got them together, our producers. They're going to tell you why you should get the vaccine, why they got the vaccine, etc. Let's see what else we have. Okay, again, we're going to visit a time when Boomer Esiason was just okay. Not good, not great. Okay, Boomer, coming up. John Cena has a state-sponsored tweet of the week. We're going to get to that. we got a new segment. It's uh, Radio Legends Witticism of the Day. And we'll, I'll explain what that is. I'm going to walk you through it. Don't worry, as I always do, as as a professional broadcaster. That's what I do. What else do we have? We have, we might get to talk about a, uh, a video I found regarding Karl Marx. Hopefully I get to it if I don't get to that. If we just run out of time, if the show gets away from me, I will release that as like a short kind of thing afterwards, but we'll get, we'll, I'll talk about that too. We have the next heartfelt apology. That's important. We're going to, oh, another, a new segment, another brand new stuff coming at you from the adorable boy podcast. I'm going to take your letters about love because I'm something of a expert in the field and I'm going to do that and help out the adorable boy disciples who have written into me. We got hundreds of letters, emails. And letters, too. We don't discriminate. And we're going to talk about the news. And who knows what else will come up on this episode of the Adorable Boy Podcast. So, podcast war. It's usually what we get to right now. And, you know, with everything going around in the world, there's war. There's always war, I guess, somewhere in the world. There's a pretty big one out in the Ukraine. I'm sure you've heard about it. And... And since that's happening, I think maybe... The adorable boys need to do that part. I don't, I, I'm not sure I like the imagery of this podcast war because while it is important, while it is for freedom and it's for the freedom from the, it is to fight the, the scourge that is cowtowing. I don't, war is hell. War is, you know, real war is death and destruction and, and pain. And I don't want to associate, I don't want to lighten that, I guess is what I'm saying. So now we're just going to change, um, what I call the podcast war. The spirit is the same. The spirit is exactly the same. We are going after cow towers. We are going after the one specific cow tower that is leading all cow towers, Mr. Jim Cornette. And uh, I'm, I'm. This is a parody of the Opie and Anthony show. They came up with this concept. I'm, I'm telling you right now. That's where I got this from. The name, and I'm gonna call it Cornette Tober. So, every week we're gonna do Cornette Tober. Shout out to the Opie and Anthony show, radio legends. If you, if you don't know them. Opie does a podcast on something, and he seems to have lost his mind. Anthony has compoundmedia.com, which is a whole bunch of great shows. Listen to them if you can. Jim Norton is on, uh, well, you know Jim Norton. He's on Sirius. He's great, too. His partner's terrible, but he's great. So Cornette-tober, where we talk about kowtowing, the towers of, of the day. Kowtow is a record, which is always, always. and I'm telling you now, so there's no surprises. It's always going to be Jim Cornette. Cornette-tober starts now. I guess we'll effort to get some kind of production around this. Um, I don't have it yet, but we're going to keep going anyway. Okay, so the concept of this, if you don't know Open Anthony's october they played a radio, stay, radio show, basically told you why it was terrible and made fun of it and everyone laughed. And that's what you're going to do here. So here's the first clip. I got the track list here. And um, the first clip is entitled Opening Racism. So we're going to, uh, this is not Jim Cornette. It's his uh, stupid co-host. Opening up, and we're going to play this, so hit it, Frank and Beans. Thank you.
1: Hello again, friends. And you are our friends, and this episode is brought to you by the Saudi Arabian Tourism Bureau. Come. You never know what could happen. They-
0: all right. Um Saudi Arabia is not exactly a uh, toler- tolerant co- country, as far as I know. And, you know, he's making a joke, all oh, the Saudi Arabian tourism... Center, whatever the heck he said, it's just in poor taste, and that really sets a tone for the whole podcast. If this is all you're ever hearing of Jim Cornette, this is who he is. This is what his podcast is. It's pretty pathetic. Okay, um, next one is Jim talking about clothes. So let's see what lunacy this is. Hit it, Frank. and
1: they don't have to wear their clothes if you if they don't want to.
0: What, what, what is he talking about? You another thread that's going to go through this is it? he just says nonsensical things and boring things and it's just awful they don't have to wear their clothes if they don't want to hit the next clip uh meets
1: but they can they they can they don't have to it's obvious a clothing optional program
0: jim and i guess that was part of the other clip I made a mistake there jim no one wants to see you without your clothes on no one wants to see your listeners if you have any without their clothes on so please refrain from making us all vomit jim Cornette. Next clip, Frank and means.
1: Well, not in Saudi Arabia. Same. They should have wrapped them up in some wrapping paper and then and then painted them from head to toe like the girl in Goldfinger. Just-
0: it's a real relevant uh, reference there, Jim. James Bond, Goldfinger, 40, 50 years old. You're out of touch, Jim. You're kowtowing. You're trying to serve a higher master. You're not just trying to entertain. You're trying to get what you can get. You're greedy, and I don't like it. Your references are stupid and old. Your podcast is awful, in my opinion. Ugh, I get worked up over Jim Cornette fans. So, I, I don't know. I, let's see if that clip even ended there. Hold on. Yeah, it ended there. Okay, next clip. Um, oh, It's another stupid miss. Here, it's just labeled wrestling. I'm going to guess that um, he says wrestling wrong. All right, here we go. Wrestling. Yep, there it is. Um. You know, he's just a hack. It's just a hack way of saying wrestling when you want to sound, I guess, stupid. I don't know what the point is. I never know what the point of Jim Coinette's podcast is. All right, next clip. Um, he, uh, Jim here, he um exposes his ignorance. I guess that's all I'll say. So here we go.
1: And then, of course, there was the multiple hour extravaganza from. Where was, they weren't in Riyadh, they were in, were they in uh, uh, Jihad?
0: Jihad, Jim, that's not a place. Jihad is a holy war. You don't even know geography, you don't know anything. If you're gonna podcast, make it entertaining, make it smart, make it something of value. That's all the adorable boys try to do, that's how we started, giving entertainment, valuable entertainment to the masses. That's what you gotta do, but you won't. I know you won't. I know your character, Jim. I know it through your podcast. You don't know geography, you don't know podcasting, you don't know much of anything. Alright. Let's see. Oh, this one. Alright, so <laughs> my uh Frank and Beans wrote up this list. And the title of this track is Long Tangent That Bores Everyone. So I guess I'll just play it and maybe I'll cut in a little bit. Hold on. Alright, yep. Play it now, Frank and Beans.
1: Of, uh, wrestling this weekend, and Brian, I remember when I was just a wee little fellow, just knee high to a grasshopper. Now, when I was
0: a kid, and Hack even term.
1: when I passed
0: kiddom, kiddom. And it, was, it was before I got in the business. Tell us more about uh, what time, of 20, time this went, Jim. Tell us more that you were a kid. The most exciting... And, and also until the VCR era came Yeah, we get to Do more qualifying. Tell us more, exciting please. The most time of the week was to
1: be able to sit down in front of the TV and watch the wrestling show. And you only got
0: an hour when... Before everything went to hell, you only got an hour. How long did you get, Jim? Maybe an hour and a half, depending oh, on okay. your local market. Oh, where did you live? Um, no one Once cares. a week, because you only had three stations... How many times a week, Jim? And Say you it again. would sit down
1: in front of the television 15 minutes early that's why lance russell
0: used to uh, brag in memphis uh, being a program another boring uh WHBQ, here. as well as hosting the wrestling program tell us more all the ratings. network names and ratings the saturday morning the 11 o'clock saturday morning when the wrestling what, program what time came tell on me more about time hour two hours 11 was o'clock the Hour of the week, there was the
1: highest turn-ons of televisions in the city of Memphis. Oh, what a was wonderful. another one of their statistics. That's an, anyway. That's an amazing stat. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Well, I mean, Stupid they co-host. all were.
0: But I'm just saying, so it was an exciting time. You sit down 15 minutes early. You got a drink because you don't want to get up and Boring. go to the kitchen. You got your snacks or whatever. I would have my notepad.
1: And then it, it, for a few years, I'd have my cassette recorder ready to go. What else, what else did you have, Jim? And
0: boom, and you'd watch the
1: wrestling show. And then as soon as it was over, you'd say, oh, I can't wait till next week.
0: All right. Uh, who Who is listening to this? He tells you 10, 12 times that he was a kid and how he was a kid. And that was before he got into wrestling and he was a kid. And the TV stations are ratings. No one cares, Jim. No one cares. What is this? This isn't a podcast. It's a ramblings of a I don't know. All right, next I'm sorry. I get so worked up because I just love podcasting. Alright. Anyway. All right. Oh, we got a history of a family that family that no one knows named the Featherbottoms here. The Featherbottom family history is the name of the track. Hit it, Frankie Means.
1: Well, these feather bottoms, it's a big family. A big family. A lot of wait. Wait till, I tell you, yep. wait till I tell you what I found out. I'll tell you on the experience. I'm getting more details, but I found out about Hotchkiss's other set of uncles. See, Fanny and Felcher are his aunt and uncle on his mother's left side. Oh. But on the other side of the fa- father's side of the family, holy mackerel! Anyway,
0: who, family tree of these people who know who no one knows, Jim. This is what this is the podcast? Have some respect for it. Have some respect for yourself. Oh my God! The feather bottoms? No one cares, Jim. No one cares. Talk about wrestling. You're, I'm going through this podcast. There's barely anything about wrestling other than the time that you watch it and you sat there 15 minutes early. It's not entertaining, Jim. Bits, prepared bits, off-the-cuff you know, comments and, and, and humor. That's what we do. That's podcasting. And you can have other kinds of podcasts. There are plenty of podcasts out there, True Crime and History and all that, and those are great. But if you're trying to entertain, Jim, and not teach, if you're trying to entertain like the adorable boys do, you don't sit around and list the amount of feather bottoms. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right. All right. Now, this one, I, I believe this is his um, co host, and he asks uh, what is written here is the most useless question ever. So here we go. Hit it, Frankenbeans.
1: If merchandise in the 70s, if you had the capabilities that you have today, and there were wrestlers who were entrepreneurs, are there wrestlers you could think of that would have been able to manage an operation like you're doing? Maybe not as large because you have a little more time. You're not on the road, but just in terms of really, if you were able to make as much merch, and if there was mail order and there was some sort of platform to get it out there, were there any wrestlers who would have actually been inclined, other than Les Thatcher? Are there any wrestlers that would have been inclined to do it?
0: This guy he asks the same. He asks the question seventy times. Doesn't stop. And and let's let's look over what the question is. The question is. If the internet existed in the 70s, would wrestlers sell, have sold merchandise on it? That's his question. And what do you think the answer is? I'd say that if the internet existed at any point, people would sell things on it because that's what the internet is. What a dumb question. Just how do how do I don't, this thing is three hours long, this podcast. I only listened to a little of it and I had enough. Adorable boy, phone's going off. Um, what a stupid question. What a waste of time. Alright, now this is going to be the last clip. And this is just a use... I mean, I went through this podcast, and there is just useless fact over, after useless. Just No one cares. No, I wouldn't even call them facts. But here they are. And Jim Cornette uh, with his garbage. Here, J- This is pretty long, so just hang in there. And it's just a... Uh, uh, Frank and Meade's cut up. Just a whole bunch of stupid things that he said. So, here we go.
1: Like Columbus, Georgia is an hour and a half away from where I was living. Domino's was still open. The eight o'clock start, and I would watch as we were off on most Sundays. I'm going to unload the dishwasher. I'm, I'm going to vacuum the TV room, straighten up these boxes, remove your own gallbladder, Harley Quinn's poop stories. But I'm not going to upset Rob. Maybe Rob is a dog. Maybe. Food moron. And what's not to love about a cheesesteak? Gooey cheese makes almost any food better. Brian has had a head injury at some point. Feather Bottom Place, because it's Hotchkiss and it's Fanny and it's Felcher. I don't know whether they can take that step or not. A double wide, Christmas.
0: All right. And that's it. Thank you for um, bearing with us. Uh, what is all that he's saying? Fanny and Felcher again and Christmas and double wides? Jim, just get used to this. This is every week now. This is Cornet Tober on the Adorable Boy podcast. We don't take this garbage. Okay. This is a podcasting. This isn't crack microphone and talk to your friend. Okay? So just get used to it, Jim. Get used to this onslaught. Every week. All right. There we go. All right. We did it. And usually after the, what we used to call the podcast war, after Cornette-tober, we, you know, cheer ourselves up with John Cena's tweet of the week. But since that's a state-sponsored tweet of the week, we're going to push that later. And right now, we're going to do Scott Baio's patriotic tweet. Of the week. There's an actor and he's on Twitter. Loves his country and makes liberals bitter. He's here just to educate and inspire. And he's so famous he'll never get fired. Scott Bayo's patriotic tweet of the week. Scott Bayo's patriotic tweet of the week. And I see, I want Scott to tweet for me. All right. Wonderful time of the of the podcast. We look at Scott Bayo's patriotic tweet of the week. If you don't know Scott Bayo, then you're been, then you've been living under a rock for the past 40 years. Big big Hollywood star, he was in Happy Days and Charles in Charge and Arrested Development and just so many other things. Great actor, great Twitter follow, and that's what we're talking about here. All right, so this here is Scott Bayo's patriotic tweet of the week. All right. So um, at this point, some uh, someone tweeted Scott Baio, hashtag back the blue, uh, January 8th, that's what they say, Officers Fallen, is the Twitter account, at Officers Fallen, January 18th, going to be an amazing show for a great cause. Thank you, Scott Baio, for all you do for law enforcement. And then it has a get, the t- place to get tickets. Uh, this just showed, I mean, Scott didn't actually tweet this, he retweeted it. It just shows his patri- patriotism, though. He loves the police, he takes care of the people that he he feels that he owes a debt of gratitude to. And I think Spud of the Adorable Boy podcast thinks that we all owe some, some thanks to law enforcement. So thank you, Scott Bayo, for your patriotic tweet of the week. All right, we'll move on. We don't need to... Usually we play the production going out of that too, but we're good. We got so much to do. I got a guy on the line here. I'm going to put him on hold, keep him on hold. Um, he wants to call in. He's some guy who does a podcast, but we'll get to him later. He's not that important. Right now, we're going to do some vaccine talk. And, um, you know, the the vaccine is still a pretty controversial thing. You got different news coming out about it all the time, but we're not really hearing much about it because of this war, which has really taken over the news cycle. So the Adorable Boy podcast just wants you to forget about what you want and what you think. Listen to the experts because the experts know better. Because if you die, it's the experts who are going to suffer the most. So that's why you should listen to them. Because they know way better than you do. Basically what I'm, basically what I'm saying is abandon yourself. Don't trust yourself. Trust the experts. they are these wonderful people on this mountain. Covered in rainbows or clouds or something. So listen to them and get the vaccine. So here, first we're going to educate. Then we're going to entertain. We're going to educate with some reasons to get the vaccine. And then we're going to give you a song. To tie it all together, so there's you know the, all the misinformation going around. The adorable boys want to put an end to it. The fake news, as a public service, we want to give you reasons that you should get that COVID nineteen vaccine. And what how this is going to work, I'm going to start with the least important and build up to the most important. This will be an ascending importance, in other words. So here we go. Least important reason to get the vaccine, but still a very good reason. These are all good reasons. I'm just you got to put a hierarchy in there though. So here we go. Personal health, it's the first one. Not that important, but important. Community health, same thing. Then the third is the children. Just think about the children. Fourth, needles are fun. Yeah, they're fun. Needles are fun. They don't hurt, they're fun. Much more important than personal health. That's, you know, four, four rungs up that ladder. Next is you're sick of making your own choices. Who wants... That burden of making your own choices and, and, you know, making your life how you want it. You don't, you don't need that. Get the vaccine. Done. Decision made for you. Just do it. All right. Next is side effects, might effects, whatever, right? Who cares? And the next one, along those same lines, freedom, smeedom. You know, who needs, who needs the right to make your own medical decisions? The freedom no you don't i don't no one does um then there's the principle that my body the government's choice which is a very important one we're getting up there in importance then next the next three are um, all pretty similar uh the first one is to annoy aaron rogers because why should why should he make his own choice and you know do what he wants for his personal health Next is to annoy that scallywag Joe Rogan. Same thing. Who does he think he is, is my question. Who does either of them think they are? And the next one is to please Rob Reiner, because, you know, he's a liberal force of something. I'm not going to say what, but just please him by getting the vaccine. It'll make him, well, nothing will make him happy. But, I don't know, it'll make him less not happy, I guess. Next one is so that liberal celebrities accept you, because that's what's important. These people sit on their, their hills in Hollywood, and they pass judgment on us, and we want it to be a good judgment. So get the vaccine. Then see their movies and watch their TV shows and take their drugs, I guess. All right, the next one is to make sure that Big Pharma, who until about two years ago was the devil, makes as much money as they can. You know, for long this time, especially liberals would tell you how terrible those capitalistic pigs that the drug companies are. But now we need them to make money off of this vaccine with absolutely no consequences for how the vaccine actually works or what it does or side effects or anything. We just need them to to, to take a bulldozer and just shove boatloads of money at them. That's what we need to do. And the most important reason to get this vaccine is to please your overlords. They must be pleased, guys. Please the overlords. Get the vaccine, everything will be fine, and that's your message from the Adorable Boy Podcast. Forget about your personal desire. Forget about your health. Forget about whether the vaccine works or not, or the, or if it, you know. Don't do your own risk management and say, "Well, I'm taking this risk, risk if I get it, taking this risk if I don't." Don't think about any of that. Just do it. Just get the vaccine. All right, and I promised you some entertainment, so here is a special song. The adorable boys have cooked up for you. Enjoy. Look into your blood, you will find that's where the virus hides. Take the damn shot It's not your life Give it all to them Blindly sacrifice Don't tell me You have the right to choose Don't tell me It's no worse than the flu You know you must Don't think for yourself To do it for us There's no vaccine Like this vaccine And no other Could make spike proteins There's no freedom when the mob speaks Take the shot, you racist pig! Take the damn shot, baby. Wow, that is uh, powerful. Only word I could come up with. All right, um, let's move on. Let's keep going. I think uh, think it's time. I got to collect myself for just a second. Let's go to uh, hit the John Cena's state-sponsored tweet of the week. Cena's state-sponsored tweet of the week, John Cena's state-sponsored tweet of the week, John Cena's state-sponsored tweet. All right, let's get this started. Some words of inspiration from John Cena. All right, here we go. Here's part of the real tweet. If you've been waiting for the perfect time to tell someone how you feel, you've been waiting too long. None of us know when our journey ends. And honest communication with those you love is vulnerability, but not weakness. It can also greatly help during those imperfect times. And then this part is where it it may not be John Cena. The jury's still out. The benevolent overlords will provide for all of our needs for the glorious future. I don't know where the Wuhan virus came from. All right, so let's, let's break that apart a little bit. If you've been waiting for the perfect time to tell someone how you feel... He's basically saying you're waiting too long. You got to tell people how you feel. You can't hold that inside of you. I think what John is saying is that it becomes a poison. Kind of, um, we don't know how long we're going to be on this earth, and you need to be open and honest with people, even if that means being vulnerable. Because vulnerability isn't weakness, and uh, it can really improve even bad times. If you're if you're honest and vulnerable, you'll you'll find that you're going to be happier, and then also the benevolent overlords will provide for all of our needs for the glorious future and he doesn't know i don't know where the wuhan virus came from um i don't know you know he just these state-sponsored tweets have these you know pearls of uh i guess pearls of oppression at the end of them so i'm not quite sure where he was going with that if he even wrote it which he didn't but that is the john Cena state-sponsored Zenas, state sponsored tweet of the week. John, Sina's state sponsored tweet of the week. John, Sina's state sponsored tweet. Uh. All right, we are moving along here, doing such great work here on the Adorable Boy Podcast, having so much fun. It is a blast. We still got that uh, dumb dumb podcaster on hold. I think his name is Potato or something. So we'll get to you later. Uh, just stay on hold if you can hear me. You, if you know. You can even understand the human language. All right, we're going to go to break. And um, as we throw it to break in this episode we and come back from break, we're going to have the crazy crew members talking about why you should get the vaccine. So here we go. First one, the legendary, one of the first crazy crew members. We're going to hear from Joe the Camel Boy on why you should get the coronavirus vaccine. And we will be right back on this glorious Adorable Boy podcast. Hi, this is Low Pitch Tim, and you should really get the vaccine,
1: because that's what people want you to do and that's what you should do. This is Low Pitch Tim again, and I'm on the Adorable Boy Crazy Crew, and I'm telling you to get the vaccine. On the move with the men of America, building mighty dams, carrying freight to the ends of the earth, munching cattle from sunup to sundown. Men of America, men who stop and take big pleasure when and where they can with Chesterfield King. Yes, when they're at work or on a well-earned vacation, fishing in the Rockies, hitting the surf in the Pacific, or vacationing at New York Summer Festival, men of America know that nothing satisfies like the big, clean taste of top tobacco in Chesterfield King. Top tobacco filter action tops in friendly satisfaction. Chesterfield!
0: All right, live retime. I love our sponsors. They are so good. Hey, uh, have you heard about 101032 Fun? It is this crazy new thing that helps you save on all of your calls. Listen, everyone likes to have those long conversations on the phone with grandma because, let's face it, we don't know how much longer she has. But nobody likes getting that telephone bill at the end of the month, right? I mean, it might make you say, "How long is that old back gonna hang on?" You know, why can't you just get on with it? Now, because of 101032 Fun, you no longer have to wish death on your geriatric loved ones. That's right. You can wish they live forever if you want. Cause you can call them forever with ten ten three two fun. So you just dial ten ten three two fun, then four, pe- then the pound sign, then five nine two one four, then the number, then six four seven eight nine four two three one and you will save on your long distance and local calls. It's so easy. It's all you gotta do. So give it a try. Save some money, why not, right? And you can stop wishing death on your loved ones. That's a huge thing. So that's 101032 10, 10, 2 fun We are the Adorable Boy Podcast, and we will be back. Okay, coming at you, the Adorable Boy Podcast, taking no prisoners, loving life, loving podcasting, loving being kowtow free. This episode, just like all episodes of the Adorable Boy podcast, is 100% USDA certified, kowtow free. And speaking of kowtowing, we have a kowtower online. He's desperate to talk to us. He really wants in. He's some podcaster. I think his name is Potato. Uh, we're going to get you, buddy. Just keep online. I know it's been a while, but what else you have to do, right? Because right now we are we are going to one of our benchmark bits. Something you all look forward to every week, and I'm giving it to you right now. How about a little bit of, okay, Boomer? Boomer, yeah, Boomer, whatever okay, you say, Boomer, Boomer. okay, Boomer, okay. Okay, Boomer. Yeah, Boomer, whatever you say, Boomer. All right, another time when Boomer Esiason was just okay. Let's see. Right now we're going back to the 1988 AFC Championship game, the Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals. January 8th, 1989, Riverfront Stadium, Cincinnati, Ohio. All right. So that day, Boomer... You know what? The stats aren't going to sound impressive, but just hang with me, okay? He had 20 attempts, 11 completions. Uh, ninety Only 94 yards for Boomer that day. It's not usual. He had uh, one TD, I think. Yeah, looks like one TD and an interception. Not a great game for Boomer. Not. I mean, I'm not going to say it is. It was an okay game for Boomer. And, however... The Bengals won and went to the Super Bowl. So I think we could definitely call that. Okay, Boomer. There we go. Another week of America's favorite segment, favorite podcast segment. All right. I definitely wanted to get to this issue. Um, I know it's, it has not been in the news as much because of the war, which we will also get to later. Um but this Joe Rogan thing, you know, Joe Rogan, he was basically maligned by all the media and even the government. So, and for what? You know, we're going to get into that. For what? was what? Why did this happen? So let's talk about it. All right, from my understanding, and I don't often listen to Joe Rogan, he is a podcasting brethren. He's part of my podcasting brethren, but I don't really listen to him much. But what I do know is that he got diagnosed with COVID. This is a while ago. He had a doctor prescribe him ivermectin, which is an antiparasitic drug. If you don't know, uh, some doctors believe that it works in treating COVID nineteen, among other things. He said he took it on his podcast. He said he had his doctor prescribe him ivermectin. He took it, and he got better. And who knows? I mean, there is there is literature out there if you want to look for it. But after he said this, it didn't. It doesn't matter if it worked or not. Every news media, CNN, MSNBC, all the, whoever, all, all the usual suspects came down on him as if he was, I mean, they're saying he's spreading medical disinformation. All he ever said was that he took it and he got better. He didn't tell anyone to take it. He didn't tell anyone to do anything without their doctor's approval. He definitely didn't tell anyone to take the horse ivermectin, which is obviously much stronger of a thing. And it's, I don't even know what it's for in horses, but isn't it amazing? that all this guy did was say what what he took and boom, they came down on him. And then Neil Young w- wanted to pull his mu- music off of Spotify because Joe Rogan's on there. He wanted to take him off. And, you know, Neil Young can want whatever he wants. That's fine. He's a person. But then, not only was it all these idiots saying, get Joe Rogan off Spotify, get Joe Rogan off Spotify. And to their credit, and we are on Spotify. However, I, in full disclosure, I'll say that. But to Spotify's credit... They didn't take them off. They edited some episodes and whatever and whatever, whatever. But they kept them on. And that's what matters. Because, I mean, that's the only way these things work is if the company bends. And if the company doesn't bend, then the whole thing blows over. And that's what's funny about all these people getting fired for what they say. All the company would have to do is just let it blow over. And I know we've talked about this in the past. I think a lot of times they kind of want to get rid of the person. So they use it as an excuse. But Spotify didn't. Spotify kept Joe Rogan. You know, he's the biggest, second biggest podcast, I think. You know, I don't know about numbers, but I know we're number one in the hearts of America, the Adorable Boy podcast. But I think we all need to be really careful because when the the government said, I think it was the attorney general or, or might have been the surgeon general. I'm sorry, I don't remember. But he said that he thinks Joe Rogan should be censor, censored for giving out misinformation which he didn't do. And then the press secretary said something about it. And I should have all this information here, but I'm just giving you my opinion on this. So I didn't feel the need to, or I'm just unprepared, whatever. But, um, when the government starts saying who can say what and, and why that's, that's, I mean, it's not dangerous territory. It's gone. They could, now again, they didn't, this time they didn't enforce it. They just kind of suggested it, but the government can't suggest that. That is, direct violation of Joe Rogan's freedom of speech and a violation of anyone's freedom of speech is a violation of everyone's freedom of speech. So I just, I want everyone to be really careful about what they support the government in doing and what they want done, because there is no chance that everyone who advocates for Rogan to be censored can easily be censored then if they want, if, if, if they allow the government to do this, the government can't suggest a censorship the government can't do anything. They can't. And no government official can. Because when you take that job as a government official, you're part of the government. You can't censor speech. Never mind the fact that Joe Rogan wasn't giving disinformation. He said exactly what he did. He said it worked for him. And that's all he said. And then he had people on who talked about not trusting the vaccines and and why the vaccines might not be as effective as others, as people say or masks or whatever. And they call that disinformation. But it's just a... Who who decides? And I know people have said this, but honestly, think about it. Who decides what's misinformation? Theoretically, someone could. Uh, we'll use a real-world example. in In Russia, they could be saying what we're saying about their war is is misinformation. Think about that. They, it's so easy to manipulate this. You cannot advocate for government censorship. It will come back to bite you. Everyone, even the government. Sometimes I wonder how people can be so closed-minded as to, as to not see this. It's so obvious. Or maybe I'm just a extremely adorable boy. But we all, ladies and gentlemen, I implore you not to willingly advocate for your, against your own freedom of speech. It's the most insane thing I think anyone can do, in my opinion. And that's what I wanted to say about that. Joe Rogan, we stand with you. You know, I know we're a big, big force in the market. In the zeitgeist, really. And we're with you. And when we're against government censorship. We're against the the idiots that are advocating for censorship of speech. Stop doing it, idiots. Some may call you dumb dumps. This idiot that's on hold probably does the same thing. He probably wants the government to censor everyone. Uh, anyway. All right, so we're going to move on. I just wanted to share my feelings on Mr. Rogan. Got any... Uh, comments you want to give to me you can email me adorablepodcast at gmail.com hit me up on twitter at adorablepodcast my social media team will answer and they'll forward the relevant things to me uh okay so anyway you guys have been used to having uh, Vito the vegan guido come in and uh cook for us and he's sitting here right next to me right now i haven't turned his mic on yet apparently he's just given up on the cooking thing he's just here i don't know what he wants to do I don't know why he's here, but he's here. And, um, so Vito, let me get your music and then, uh, you can say whatever you want to say. Okay, bud. All right. Hey, there's bud. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right, Vito. Go ahead. I'm just going to sit here and, uh. Sit back and learn, okay? Good, good idea, Spot. good idea. Listen, veganity is a very important thing in my life. It's a lifestyle, and it's catching on. There are so many celebrities out there who have embraced the vegan life. And I, t- this week, instead of cooking vegan food, I want to spread the word of veganity by telling you about some of these uh, these there celebrities that like the uh, vegan, okay? Now, Vito, I'm sorry to interrupt here. Um, do these people... I mean like you, you you don't eat meat but you wear clothes made of animals so do these people share that or are all these people vegan completely and don't wear animal fur and all that I don't know Spud Let, can I just read my list what are you basta vazo for me for I'm just trying to read a list on the show so we can tell the vegans okay yeah go ahead Vito go ahead okay thank you alright so the, the Natalie Portman uh, her movies are terrible but at least she's vegan. Am I right, Spud? Well, okay. Uh Zack Ephron. He likes the vegan food. He likes the mousaveau and the car. and the chot. Vegan bastachot. chot. Mm. Jared Little. Now he had a lot to make up for after he He played Joker. And that's his that's why he that's why I think. I don't know. But that's why I think he's vegan. I think he wants to make it up to the animals too. He doesn't want to hurt anyone. After his turn as Joker in uh, the movies on the silver screen. Oh, the Miley Cyrus. I think she even licks floors. I think I think I saw her do that once, and she's a vegan. Floors are vegan, I guess. Sure. So she's a vegan. Tor's brother. Tor from the, with the hammer and the lightning from the, from the movies, the Marvel movies. Tor's brother. He's a vegan. So that guy. Vegan. Oh, that other Joker guy. Uh, jo- Joker Kim Phoenix. He vegan, yeah. Now, he was a good Joker. So he must just be vegan because he, he he loves animals. So Joker Kim Phoenix. He a vegan. Uh, Ariana Big. I think she's some kind of singer, I think, or something. I don't know. But she's something. She's a vegan. Pamela Anderson is apparently still alive and eating vegan. Did you know that, Spud? Spud ain't answering me. Pamela Anderson, remember, remember how how hot she was? Yeah, vegan. Jenna Dewan is a person who is vegan, apparently. And then Jessica Chastain, who I guess is like one of them uh, scientists or something. I don't know. I'm not quite sure who she is. But, but these are all vegans, and if they're living the vegan lifestyle on their millions and dollar of dollars. They're eating the best foods. Why can't you be vegan? Why can't everyone be vegan and join Vito in being vegan? I don't know. Is that all you want to do, Vegan? Uh, Vito? Whatever your name is. That's all I got, Spud. Thanks for having me on. And remember, yous can eat meat, but yous don't have to. All right, thank you, Vito. Um, I guess, I suppose. Anyway, gonna hit the uh, adorable boy podcast sincere apology series. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you. And what we do here is we proactively apologize to anyone for anything, things that we haven't done. We haven't apologized for anything that we've actually done. But we want to get this out there so that you know, just ma- it just makes our lives easier because the woke culture, the whatever, they want to take us down. They can't ever, but this just makes things easier for us. Um, so here it is. The Adorable Boy podcast apologizes to Neil Young. Uh, the The PR team came up with this. They're going to put it on the internet everywhere, internet everywhere, and we're just reading it now, and it'll be done. The Adorable Boy podcast, purveyor of quality content, continues a heartfelt apology series with a letter of contrition to aging rocker Neil Young. The Adorable Boy podcast is not affiliated with Joe Rogan or his podcast in any way, but They're offering a heartfelt apology to Neil Young and anyone who is hurt by Rogan's words. Free speech is a touchy subject for many, and the podcast offers its contrition for their podcast brethren's audacity to offer his opinion on the world in which he lives. Anytown, USA, March 2022. The wildly popular Adorable Boy podcast offers a sincere heartfelt apology to Neil Young and any other short-sighted dum-dums who think that the government censoring speech is a good thing. The adorable boys feel that freedom of speech is a God-given right that any good government must protect, but they understand how a podcaster's opinion, expressed verbally, can be so harmful to people who refuse to think. Hey, Adorable Boy Spud declared, Rogan only ever expressed his opinion and offered up guests who had unique perspective on things. I don't really understand why people like Neil Young can't just ignore his podcast or even just offer up reasons why he's so wrong. But they never seem to. All they ever do is advocate for censorship. The Adorable Boy podcast hopes that this apology will satisfy the unthinking mob's lust for blood. Spud goes on. Neil Young has every opportunity to put his opinion out there and expose Rogan, or anyone else who he thinks is spouting misinformation. People like him never seem to want to do that, though. They just advocate for their own censorship. Hopefully, this apology from the nation's premier shock jocks will satiate their hunger for a while. The Adorable Boy podcast traces its roots back more than three decades to the Adorable Boy radio show that was syndicated on multiple stations throughout the country. They were removed from the radio after the controversial switch for a switch contest in which a listener was hardly mutilated by a back alley madman posing as a doctor. So there you go. Apology offered accept and accepted because that's their only choice. There we go. Hopefully that makes things easier for everyone in the, in the future. All right, we, up against, we are up against a hard break here. We're going to uh, take you out. We're gonna come back. We got a whole b- bunch more to do. We might take that potato podcast guy's uh, call. We might not. Who knows? Just just keep just keep holding on. You can hear me on the on the line. Uh, we're gonna we're, we're gonna wrap this thing up. It's gonna be great. And um, thanks for joining us again. We we really appreciate you, all of our fans, all the adorable boy disciples, young and old, new and experienced. I couldn't think of the other word there. So alright, let's take you out. We are the Adorable Boy Podcast, and we will be back after this. Hey, this is Vito the Vegan Guido. Get the vaccine. I think it's vegan. Either way, just get it. Huh? Don't be a Mameluke. This fall, you'll find out that the law has a heart.
1: Are you going to have
0: to testify? But, but I'm scared. Yeah, I know it's been stressful. I'll do my best. Okay,
1: while you're doing
0: that, I need to sharpen a pencil for you. I'm scared. Um, are you going to do anything but sharpen that pencil? I'm on trial for murder here. Well, what is your plan for my defense? Well, I started working as an attorney when you was 15 years old. I, why did you tell me that? Are, are you going to defend me or am I going to go to jail for murder? Okay, you can use this pencil pencil. Ugh, there's like 20 pencils in front of you. Can I get a different lawyer?
1: The state is paying for me to be here. Nothing's coming out of your pocket.
0: So do you have any defense planned? I got a couple pencils. Well, I'm going to jail. This fall, learn what it's like to be the law and keep order. Suspenseful Cop Show. You're listening to the podcast that reaches the beaches. Oh no, it's a shark! Run! It just ate a puppy. It's growing legs and walking on the sand. It's man shark! Ah! The Adorable Boy Podcast. Hey, hey. man shark. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Now, we're going to move right along on the Adorable Boy podcast. Um, We're starting a new new service, I would like to say, to my podcast listeners. Love every one of you Adorable Boy disciples, by the way. So I'm kind of an expert in a lot of things. So I decided I'm going to help out people with love because love is a very difficult thing. Once you get love, it's great. But for those who don't have it, it's difficult. So we got a letter here. We get letters all the time. And this one is asking for advice about his love life. So I'm going to read it, and I'm going to give him and anyone else who needs it some advice. The letter starts out. Dear Spud, I recently broke up with my girlfriend, and I am having trouble finding another woman who meets my standards. Physicality is very important to me. And there are a few criteria that any women I consider must have. And I'm wondering if I will ever find anyone to fulfill my desires. In order to help you understand, I will list my criteria for your perusal and evaluation. All right, and he lists the criteria right here. Reasonable looking. Face, nose, etc. Strong physical presence. And number three is hospitable genitalia. And he goes on to say, I don't think I'm being unrealistic, but maybe I am. Do you think I am? If so, should I sacrifice my desires to find love? I thank you for your help. From a loyal, adorable boy disciple, lonely in Laddingtown. Well, lonely in Laddingtown? Yeah, you make a good point. Should we... You know, sometimes it's hard to know. We might be the last to know if our own standards are too high. Um, So let's go over your list here. Reasonable looking. I think that's an interesting way to put it um and then it says you put face nose etc so you're looking for someone who has all the parts of of a you know a typical human being i i guess i mean that's fine i guess next one is strong physical presence i don't know if that means you know big and imposing or just i don't know what that means but i guess if you want it that's cool it's fine Number three might be the most interesting, hospitable genitalia. I don't know what that means. And I, I don't know who you've been with that had inhospitable geni- genitalia. So that's weird. Um, I don't think these standards are crazy. I mean, you don't, you don't want inhospitable genitalia. I know that I don't. I've never thought about it. I don't know who's out there with inhospitable genitalia. But your desire for hospitable genitalia seems okay to me. I don't know, you know, you, I think you just know it when you find someone, whether you just, you know you'll get along, you know you can be with them, you know, so whether or not you'll marry them or whatever, but just keep looking, keep an eye out, don't don't have no standards, but also keep an open mind, that's what the adorable boys would do in your situation, and if you find someone with inhospitable genitalia, I, I guess you're right to not pursue a relationship with them. You want hospitable genitalia? Hospitable genitalia should be what you have. Okay, so that's that's what we're going to do here. That's the end of that um, of that letter. And, you know, send it in. We'll do this every week. I want to help people. That's what I'm here for. Next, we are moving along. We're getting there. We still got that guy on the phone from the P- Patoos- Patooski podcast or something. We'll get to him. No big deal. Let's see. He seems angry, but that's Okay. All right, next, ah, a great new, uh, bit that we have going on here. Um, if you don't know, a legendary radio man, follow the adorable boy podcast on Twitter. And we want to recognize that with a new bit that is in, in tribute of legendary Opie and Anthony radio star, Anthony Kumia. And it's his, uh, Radio Legends' Witticism of the Week. Now, this isn't necessarily something he said this week. This is just one of his witticisms from a 30-year career that we're going to highlight and, and celebrate. So let's hit the music, uh, Frankie Means. All right. There we go. So this is Radio Legend Anthony Cumia and his witticism of the week. Um now this one comes it's, I don't even know what year it is, but it's a long time ago and probably about 10 years. And uh Sandy Kane, who was a character on their show, you might know her from Times Square in Manhattan, um the naked cowgirl. She used to be on that show all the time. She was a very old kind of ex-stripper and uh she dressed with like Uh, It's hard to, a lot of times it was said that she dressed like the female gremlin in the movie Gremlins. And that was very true, actually. So, one week, and this is just a quote from Anthony, the radio legend who follows the adorable boys on Twitter. And Anthony looked at her and said, You look like a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader who opened the Ark of the Covenant. Now I realize, without seeing her, and without being in the moment, this might not seem funny to you but i must say it was quite hilarious when he said it and that's all i'm doing here you might think this is a failure of a bit but you're wrong because i'm passing on the knowledge and the uh, of this man's greatness and that he follows the adorable boys on twitter and that's all that matters so this is anthony kumia's witticism anthony kumia radio legend witticism of the week Okay, awesome, radio legend. We love it. We love it. Uh, two program notes. We still got that potato podcast on a hold. We'll get to him. That's not a program note. But next week we will have another bit about a famous person who who has now joined the joined the ranks of adorable boy disciples. Mister Doctor Steve. Mister Doctor Steve. He's um he does the show Weird Medicine on. Serious XM, it's a podcast. You get that where wherever you get podcasts, he's there. Also, before I forget, Anthony Kumi is at compoundmedia.com. It's a whole bunch of great shows on that thing, including Anthony's, which he does Monday through Thursday. Just a great it's a it's it's a, a subscription based service and it's just wonderful. I can't recommend it highly enough. Same with uh, Weird Medicine, Dr. Steve. That's his podcast. And we have a a bit coming up. To honor the Dr. Steve, who is an adorable boy, cycle follows us on Twitter. And so that, and also the, I talked about Aaron, the, um, the communist video. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. I'm running out of time today. Going to release it this week as its own short little episode. We do that from time to time. So look for that. I'll make sure to put it out on Twitter and all that. Okay. I guess all that's left to do is the news. From what I understand. And I am the head of this uh, podcast. So. I mean one thing in the news. Is. The Russia-Ukraine war. Um, If you know anything about Spud. He's a man of peace. But he understands that. Sometimes force must be used to defend oneself. Um, I think. You know everyone's. On social media with. I stand with Ukraine and all this. And that's great. We should stand with Ukraine because they were the ones who got attacked. Um but I wonder if they really understand, you know, th- this didn't just happen out of nowhere. This was building for years and years and years and we let it build. You know, we had we had a guy try to take over basically the world at one point through violence. We had I mean, there've been many people like that through history. Um we had Hitler and Stalin in modern times. And we basically just let it happen again. And I wonder why and how. And this has been brewing since basically the 90s, late 90s. Um, and I, you know, I did research on it. And uh, this isn't my take, but it's a very interesting one that I, I'm looking into. That there have been many foreign policy experts. Henry Kissinger, I know, is one of them. And many, many more, though, who have said... Ukraine joining NATO is going to be seen by Russia as a direct threat and they will act accordingly. And what has have all the world not all the world leaders many of the world leaders encouraged all this time was was uh, you know other countries like Ukraine being in NATO. Now should we let a, a, a one country Russia control who does what? No. But maybe 30 years ago or 20 years ago we could have world leaders and, and, and foreign policy experts could have figured out a way to kind of ease NATO in so that this wouldn't happen. you know. And, and I'm not saying anyone did it on purpose, I don't know, whatever, but that should be the goal, to gradually, when Russia wasn't as powerful as they are now, we let them build their power, we let them walk right into Crimea, we let them do what they did in Georgia and Chechnya all those years ago, at any point before that or even after those parts, we may, be, may have been able to ease the situation. But what did we do? We let Russia become powerful. And we, this happens. He saw, they saw Biden and the Biden administration, the whole administration, was going to be weak on foreign policy. We all knew they would. Obama was. I'm not a, I, I don't dislike Obama. He was weak on foreign policy. That's just a fact. But we we bungled the the uh, Afghanistan thing, let the Taliban take over, and look not only let them take over, but looked ridiculous. We got embarrassed. We did. We got embarrassed. Putin saw that, not that he didn't know that anyway. He, he knew what was going to happen, and he knew that was just kind of like, okay, now we can definitely do it, and then that's what they did. Not long after. Less than a year after. You know, so we should stand with Ukraine, and we should stand against violence, More, most importantly. But we have really have to start taking a look at what gets us, the world, into these things. And our leaders need to stop this. We need to stop this. We need to stop allowing these, these madmen to gain power. And you know it's funny? I, I try to listen to both sides, and I've listened to Putin speak. And if you, you, there are a lot I could understand how someone could almost become, um, you know, and in, influenced by him to think that what he's doing is actually the right thing, that he's being painted as a madman, but it's actually he's not a madman. And you know what? I I could almost buy that, but in the end, he initiated the violence. So even if he was being done wrong, even if he was right, it's not right to take it to the next level to threaten, to threaten the entire world. Basically, so that's kind of how you know. It can be very tough because, especially nowadays, you don't know who who's who's on the right side, who's on the wrong side. You don't know. You almost can't know. We don't have all the information. But in the end, he's the aggressor. He went in. He's killing. You know, by all accounts, he's killing civilians. He's killing anyone. He's he's. Bombing buildings. He, and he did all this. The Ukraine never, the, all, all the Ukraine did was threaten to become more Western-like. And then Russia came in with, with, you know, might, I guess. So, if you ever find yourself almost sympathizing because, you know, he's, I, I don't know him. I assume he's kind of charismatic, putin if he's the if kind of a leader that he is. But he's absolutely wrong. He's absolutely a monster, in my opinion. Um he's he's it seems that like he's oppressing his own people. He's invading the Ukraine, the entire world, not the entire world, but a lot of the world is against him. And I think you know, I think he tried to intimidate and it 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 worked to an extent, but as this goes on longer, his the weakness, because evil is always weak they just are if you if you don't have truth on your side you're bound to fail now how many lives are you going to take in your attempt and until your eventual failure that's that's the thing you know hitler lost in my opinion because he was phys- philosophically wrong completely from the beginning he was he was he was evil he was he was a murderer and he couldn't win his philo- his philosophy was that of collectivism and it was evil and what Putin's doing is evil. So he can't win. But what is the cost gonna be? You know, we 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 don't want war. No one does. No even if they think they do, they don't because they're not thinking about the reality of war. And you know what a lot of people a lot of people get to be protected from that reality. You know, they can say, Go to war, go to war. But they're not suffering. You know, they're not dying, they're not they're not having to kill. You know, which is also traumatizing so that's the news i guess i mean that's all you can find on the news basically and that's the adorable boy's opinion on it um i think we if you're if you're if you're inclined to pray i think you should pray i'll i definitely pray spud is a god-fearing man um just you know i but i believe i honestly do i'm optimistic I am because as I said evil doesn't win. They sure do a lot of damage. They sure cause a lot of pain, but in the end the truth what is right is good. And if if someone is acting based on a, on a philosophy of evil, they're bound to lose. But let's let's keep the suffering to the minimum. That's what I say. And let's let's recognize the mistakes that led to this. You know that if you're 2030 40 years old you watched those mistakes happen you we thought the west was a safe place we thought we didn't think that Russia I mean even the 2012 election Romney said something about Russia and everyone laughed at him now I'm no Romney fan but you know we we went on in ignorance for decades not not realizing this evil that was building up and here it is and let's I I think we can we can topple it and I think we will and that's uh that's what the adorable, adorable boys think all right I guess this this dummy's been on hold for ever now this guy I guess this needs some uh, explanation um this guy the guy that runs our social media you know he, he gets into things he's a funny guy well it's it's a whole team actually. But this guy really came like aggressively this this guy that's on hold right now. He was effing and jeffing around thinking that that's comedy. obviously, it's not. and he was desperate for me to call him. Oh, call me, call me, call me, We'll do this on the air we'll do this on the air. I tried calling him. He didn't answer. Then he gets online and says that I never called him. It's a whole you know, it's anyone who's jealous of what the adorable boys have accomplished. this is this is how they act usually. So I told him to call up and he called like a good boy. And, um, I'm just going to, I'm going to give him the adorable, bo- the adorable boys are all about letting someone have their say. This guy thinks he can match wits with me. I'm going to give him a shot. So here he is on the phone. I believe he runs the potato or potential or put, put, Paisano. Pis- I don't, he runs the podcast. It's not important what the name is. i whatever. And, um, Potato podcast. You are on the line. You may have your say. Have at it.
1: I haven't been on the show in freaking ages.
0: You've never been on the show, man. I don't know what you're talking about. And your connection stinks. How can you not have a good phone if you're a podcaster? So go on. You're here. Tell me what you want to tell me. Get it all off your chest and just be done with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's freaking feel like
0: the worst. Well, you do have the worst podcast out there. I'll give you that if that's what you're talking about. Other than that, you're not making much sense here. I haven't given a listen to your podcast, but I, if, if this is how you broadcast, if this is how you speak, if this is how you think, your Twitter account pretty, pretty well matches your uh, podcast, I guess, but I can't imagine anyone listening to these ramblings. You're on my show. That's all you wanted. So say something. What, what do you want? What do you want to say?
1: it is all right i also i also was planning on doing like a
0: little prank what are you outside what, what is that car horns you can't even be inside when you make a phone the biggest phone call of your life trying to get your potato podcast recognized Ugh. Uh, what pranks do you want to do i mean are you 12 are have some dignity have have a good performance have a good product I'm giving you the spotlight. Millions and millions of adorable boy disciples are listening. Your goal is to get them to listen to you instead of listen to me. And this is what you're doing.
1: I said about this bit I wanted to do where I agitated Tokyo
0: park. I don't know why you're telling me that. I don't care. Do it. What does that have to do with me? What is this, I'm going to hang up, this is going to be over. You wanted to call me. You, you told me you were going to, you know, embarrass me and all this and you get on and ramble about token booth clerks and bits and and garbage and you're big shot you're big shot your big shot in the big time you're blowing it so just try try to salvage this at least a little bit say something that makes sense here
1: wait well well what is, I, I was just saying but the thing it's been been like a long time
0: i've been <laughs> i don't know what to do do with you here man You've never been on the show. It hasn't been a long time. you got a terrible connection. You're outside somewhere. Have some respect for yourself. All right, I'm going to hang up. I'm going to give you one last chance to say something. Whatever it is, this is it. You know, I guess you can call back in the future. I don't know why you would after this embarrassing thing. But plug your podcast or do whatever you want to do. Take me down like you said you were going to do. Said you are going to embarrass me. I've yet to see that. So just go ahead. Please do something
1: me off
0: this bus I gotta take a shit watch the language man come on you got no class so I guess that's it you said you were gonna come on and dominate you begged me to call you you didn't answer when I called you you finally called me and you rambled apparently you're on a bus a little bit of advice professional podcasters don't do this kind of thing on a bus you're exposed to like maybe a million times your audience on this show right here. And this is what you do. You drop the ball on the Potato and Friends podcast or whatever it's called. All right, man. I mean, you can call back next week if you want. I don't know why you would, but I'm sure this is going to make you angry. You're going to go on Twitter and tell everyone how somehow I cheated you or something. Which is ridiculous. I'm, I've given you an open forum. I've been much more generous to you than I should be. And this is how what you do with your shot. Disappointing, my friend. Disappointing.
1: Yeah, let me off this
0: bus. I gotta go take a shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, the language is just deplorable. If you're going to call next week, don't be on the bus. Have a good phone and move your bowels beforehand. I don't know if, if that's too much to ask, but get off the bus and, and do what you got to do. All right. I'm hanging up and um, that's, that's a little more than I can take. Guys, adorable boy disciples. I mean, I gave this guy his chance and I'm sure he's going to be mad at me for some reason. Even though I gave him everything that he wanted. I gave him, I gave him the opportunity to make himself. And what did he do? He broke himself. So, but that's what you know. That's what people like him do. They're not. I mean, he's a cow tower in the making. He couldn't even be a cow tower because he has no audience, probably. In my opinion. But anyway, I guess that's as good a place as any to end this edition of the Adorable Boy Podcast. I want to thank you. You, <laughs> that was awkward. Wanna thank every single adorable boy stipel out there, the millions and millions of you. This is a great ride. It was great to be back. Gonna have that um special coming out this week where I'm gonna kinda of, uh, dissect a video on Karl Marx and um new new edition of the podcast. I'm working on it already. We always, you know, we're always on the ball with that. We start the next one before the before I record this one. So, be on the lookout. Uh, if you want to again, you want to get in touch with us. The social media team on Twitter at Adorable Podcast. Um, we're going to be on that Truth the Donald Trump uh, social media thing. So look for us there. Should be at Adorable Podcast. Um, Facebook. I don't. I think we're on Facebook. You know, you got to ask the social media team. Get in contact with them, or just e- you can email me directly. Well, not directly, but I'll see it if it's a good email. At adorable podcast, uh, no, well that's adorablepodcast at gmail dot com. So get me there, and we will see you next time on the Adorable Boy Podcast. Take care of yourselves.